What's going on, beautiful people? This is Jovan Miller, and you're listening to the latest installment of the Give It Context podcast. Happy New Year! It really has been a long time since I last recorded. So, first thing I'll say is thank you uh, to anybody who has followed the podcast and I, who have been asking about it. Look, um, we have had some life changes, some for the better and some, unfortunately, for the worst. I'll give you updates on those, but you know, probably on my IG, my Twitter accounts, or anything like that. But uh, like I said, thank you very much for all the support you have shown me. But uh, man, I, I need to... I'm back to my craft. I'm very happy to be uh, doing this again. So, without further ado, let's get into it. If you want to get in contact with me, of course, uh, Instagram and Twitter at JoviNation23 and email is peaceofmind2327 at gmail.com. This episode will be talking about, I believe, honestly, something that's been going on for a very long time, especially in sports, but I think that it's become uh, in the very, very direct light uh, in recent years, and that is player activism players stepping outside of not just their you know their sport but also starting to um step into other realms things that people care about or you know things that they excuse me that they care about outside of their respective sport before we get started i'd like to ask actually i mean this is things you want to think about um when you're listening to it is is uh, number one, um, is player activism here to stay? You know, what do you believe on, on that? Depending on whatever the, the, the topic is that the player is trying to bring to light, um, has it worked thus far? And I'm going to get into some very pretentious ones. As you guys know, I'm known to do, and that is stir the pot a little bit because it's going to make some people look uh, very deep into their souls, I guess you could say, when it comes to some of these topics. So I would like you to ask yourself those questions and and answer those for yourself. Is it here to stay? I believe player activism, in my personal opinion, I believe it's here to stay. Um, Like I said, there have been a million examples beforehand, but because of social media, things have been able to kind of jumpstart even more for a lot of these athletes and you're going to see that with all things, um, that there is a good and there is a absolute terribly bad. But we cannot talk about anything without talking about both sides. So I very much feel like it's here to stay. And if it's worked, again, it comes down to whatever. The, well, it, it comes down to what the topic is. If there are some things I truly will tell you, I believe that they have fallen straight on their face. Other things in particular, when you get somebody that is hired to look into your bank statements and look into your foundations, you will start to see, wow, dang about that life. So, as most of my episodes um, are really focused on aspiring athletes out there, whether you are, you know, in middle school, whether you're in high school, you're in college, 
even professionals. Um, these are things where I will tell you that I think maybe will help just a little piece of advice that may help you guys um, moving forward. And let's be honest, help diversify your portfolio. These are things that are very important that people understand that you're not just a one-track-minded person, that there are things that um, they are interesting to you, or not even interesting to you, but things you're passionate about. But I'm going to give some advice first. First thing I will tell anybody out there that's listening to this, especially if you're looking to get into some form of activism, if you're not already, is that social media is a facade. Everybody listening to me, I know that is really uncomfortable to say, so I'll say it again. Social media is a facade. Pretty much you can lie, okay? You can get away with it because you literally have control of everything that you post. So if I want the world to think that I am the happiest man alive and I post nothing but pictures from all of my travels across Europe and everything, even if things aren't really going that well, um, I'm going to be one of those people that tells you, wow, man, or the, the, the world, I can, I can, I can persuade the world and tell them, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. So just make sure you understand that in your activism, social media is a facade. You could be living all types of crazy but be posting the most motivational things. And trust me, I have been through all of the various emotions that come with the social media game. So be very aware of that. It can be to your benefit, but it can also be to your detriment. Social media is a facade. So whatever you're passionate about, just make sure it's always understood that... In the grand scheme of things, you might have some people out there who are like, man, I love everything about this person, not knowing the deeper intricacies of your life. So if you're passionate about, you know, for example, like I'm not I'm not a politics guy. I'm not a political guy, but I am very big on ethics. I'm an ethics guy. So ethics in sports is like one of my biggest pet peeves having played at a you know, high level, it is one of my biggest pet peeves, and I love to call it out, especially when people start talking crazy via Twitter or IG. I don't really like to pastor people. I don't do social media clapbacks and back and forth with people, but it really does. It goes into my memory bank, and it helps me a lot to just kind of see where people are in their huge array of thoughts on things. So that was my first point, is just to know... You can fake it and make it and then eventually take it. And I'll get to that last point at the very end. So, social media is a facade. Another piece of advice, anybody out there that is really, really um, passionate about anything to do outside of their sport, actually care. You know, there's, there comes, I am, for example, uh, again, not to sit there and toot my own horn, but I myself, and I'm a member of the NAACP, so the National 
was the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Yes, I'm an active member. I have not a problem telling anybody about that. I get the freaking annoying emails, especially when we get closer and closer to elections, all the propaganda, yada, yada, yada. But yes, that is one thing I am very, very passionate about because I am what I like to call a blacktivist. So I do love that that part of things. Now, does it have a political stance to it? Yes, but I'm one of those, like I said, I'm not so big into the world where if you voted for somebody I didn't vote for, all of a sudden we're not friends. But yes, there are things like that that I will say I consistently check up on because they're important issues to me. And I have no problem, like I said, posting those things if I see necessary. Care. Actually care. This is my biggest one. Uh, the third piece of advice I'll give, and, and actually it should be my last one, but, but this is very important to me. Um, you should not, should not ever, I'm like, I'm, I'm very serious about this. Do not ever get involved with a cause, a foundation, just because it's in style. Like, just don't do that because it comes off as disingenuous. So if you choose to be a part of a foundation, if you move forward and you um, have done all your research and you have to keep thinking about it, you shouldn't do it. Just don't do it. I'll give a quick example. You guys remember in 2017, I'm going to say, um, we, had, we were in the middle of, I believe, the most unfortunate non-big issue in, in America, and that was the kneeling policy, right? Pittsburgh Steelers... In particular, you had half the team that said, or excuse me, they had had a team meeting that said, we will not come out for the flag. We will not, we will not come out for the anthem. And then one player said, I need to see the flag. And then Ben, Big Ben said, I feel uncomfortable. You know, it's blah, blah, blah. And of course, as I've said before, it's never been about the flag. It's always been about, you know, police brutality. But hey, when it comes to numbers, <laughs> the majority wins when they want to hear what they want to hear. But that was one of those situations where if you guys are divided on it, don't 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 follow suit because now it makes it look even worse. So the ideas of activism, whether how big and or small, just understand the repercussions of those things. So if you're one of those people that says, man, if I say this, I'm going to lose fans. If your fans mean that much to you and they're and their support of you is more important than whatever the you know whatever the cause is that you're choosing to to uh, support maybe like you know abortion or something like that something like a very major thing that everybody has an opinion on you shouldn't do it don't do it and I, I think that look unfortunately will you have people that out there that will look at you funny because you didn't say anything? Yes. But again, goes a little bit further when at least you say, I'm, I'm willing to admit that I'm not as passionate as I think as others are, and I'm not willing to lose, you know, X amount of fans or whatever. Me personally, when I was playing, I'm more, I, I will tell you, if you look at my timeline, I could care less. Um, because if the ones, if they have to think twice about riding with me, they ain't been with me from the beginning. That's just me. 
So those are some those are some major things that I think moving forward that all of you should really understand. So like I said, it's it's good to diversify your portfolio, but the first thing was yes, yeah, social media is a facade. You can put on there whatever you want. Um, just make sure you understand. You know you can always control your narrative when nobody knows. You know what's behind that phone and when that phone is you know on, on you know silent actually care about whatever the fat you know whatever the cause is actually care about it and then do not ever join something just because it's popular and if it's not something that is intrinsically in you if it's not in your blood to support do not follow through i want to bring up some really really bad examples and yes i said bad examples because i feel like the thing that people really have taken advantage of with social media is the fact that now when I dunk the ball in a game and I make, you know, ESPN's, you know, top 10 plays of the of the day, um, now I'm bringing in an audience. I'm bringing in more people than before. Now, they're only really, in my personal opinion, and I always tell you about fandom, is that a lot of times people are into me or into whoever the athlete is because of their athletic gifts, not who they are as a person. And so, with that being said, when you understand uh, there's a give and take to everything, but as an athlete, you do understand the power of who you are. And when you understand that power, there's great responsibility, as Uncle Peter said, or excuse me, uh, as Uncle Ben said to Peter Parker. He just he, he told him, "Look, for what you're trying to do or who you are." comes a lot of weight with that responsibility. I'm going to give a few examples and they're going to make you cringe. And like I said, you guys know me. I've never been one to shy away from a little bit of controversy. So some years back, I'm going to say um, there was a, a awesome article and then a on ESPN, they did um, what's called you know outside the lines, when they were talking about player activism or just being a part of some of uh, like athletes saying they're gonna donate blah 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 blah. And anyway, what they did was they have like I said, when you have researchers that are willing to look into your bank accounts and everything, financial people, you better pray to God that you got all your you know your your eyes dotted and your T's crossed because. If they see an ambiguity, it's going to ruin who you are in the public eye. And I'm going to give you some examples. Lamar Odom, uh, back in Lamar Odom was an NBA basketball player. He played, I'm going to say, 12, 13 years. Yes, he was the guy who was married to Khloe Kardashian. Wrong Kardashian, my personal opinion. Anyway, he was a basketball player, and he had said, you know, claimed, you know, said publicly that he was donating. X amount of millions of dollars to cancer research. His mother had passed away from cancer, um, I guess, X amount of years um, ago, and he was while he was still in the league. This article came out in 13, uh, but the, the most important thing that we should take from the claims of all this donation and it makes him look a certain way, oh my God, that's great, is that he never, <laughs> all the money he said he donated, never went to cancer research. That money was funneled 
toupee and employ for a Golden State Warriors. And again, when we come to these charities, the problem is that nobody, when you don't have somebody that's actually um, looking and trying to find, they don't really care. They just see you doing a quote unquote good deed and nobody checks up on where you're going with the money. So he ended up using that money uh, to, like I said, pay an employee for the Golden State Warriors. I guess he was a family friend as well as uh, benefit his AAU team. Along the same lines, Baron Davis did the same thing. Now, Baron Davis, um, he also was an NBA player. Baron Davis played, again, 11, 12 years in the league. But the unfortunate thing is when you have the cachet of some of these guys, um, when you all I have to tell you, and this is to the fan out there, is that you know I'm not telling you to be a cynic about who you support, but just understand that talk is cheap. You know, as my mother would say, I see better than I hear. So to those out there who are in the, I want to do something and I'm going to make a public statement, just know that there are lots of people out there who will take you at that, <laughs> will take you at that basic level. But to those out there who need to make sure that what they support and who they support is much more fluid, they need to make sure that you're, like I said, your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. Baron Davis did the same thing. He was, you know, he claimed to have been at some point in time, say he was donating. And uh, unfortunately, he was not donating anything. But the money that he ended up raising was to uh, fund an AAU basketball team. So he had said, I'm giving money for, um, you know, towards cancer research as well. And the money was actually ended up going to an AAU team. So all the money that they were raising... Uh, to his quote-unquote foundation was not going towards cancer research. It was going to his AAU basketball team. Now, I'm not I'm not big on calling names. I'm not one of those people. But you make of that what you will. There's this guy that a lot of us knew because I believe he saved baseball, he and Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa was a very, very dominant. Uh, again, I don't know how much of that was pre-post or involved steroids, but uh, Sammy Sosa once upon a time was a very, very successful baseball player um, in Major League Baseball when I believe it was, I'm trying to think, 1998, I believe it was a hurricane that hit the Dominican Republic. It was Hurricane George. So the relief, as you know, in many cases like that, when you have a hurricane hit, I lived in Florida. I was a part of Hurricane Irma. It was the scariest part of my life. You know that when when <laughs> they say that Father Time is undefeated, so is Mother Nature. She's terrifying. Um, but you know when Mother Nature gets upset, she starts moving stuff. Okay? Which means that obviously um, the island was barren and, and so on and so forth. So... In uh, 98, Sammy Sosa won the Roberto Clemente Award for helping with the Hurricane George relief. But then, <laughs> come to find out a year and a half later, the foundation uh, was bankrupt and that he hadn't donated a dime of his money. So let that sink in. So to a fan out there, just know this. I know you think that they're superheroes. They might have superhuman abilities and you know, based on maybe... You know, what you are maybe not able to do, not to, not to knock you out there, but I'm just saying, 
look, um, you need to make sure that these people are as admirable as they claim to be. Kind of sucks. But again, we have some some situations like that. So again, aspiring athletes out there, if you're listening, look, the most important thing for you to make sure is to, number one, know that it's in your heart to to want to help. You need to know that you want to help and you need to make sure that you have the right team in place um, to protect yourself. Because if you really do want to help and you know your heart is pure, then just make sure that those around you echo those same sentiments. Because if they don't, you have the opportunity, you have the unfortunate, you know, reality of ruining your reputation in the process. I think people miss this part about uh, players and activism. And again, this is an uncomfortable one, but do you guys know why so many professional athletes have foundations? Tax deductions. Yes, tax deductions. So if I have, let's just say I give out, um, I'm, I'm a teacher myself, but let's just say at the beginning of every year, I uh, give out bags, right? Give out book bags or something like that along those lines. If I, if, if based on how many I get or get somebody to help sponsor or whatever, that when it comes time for, because what, taxes are about to be due pretty soon, right? When it comes to my time to don't, you know, give back or whatever, um, you know, give Uncle Sam his percent or her his percentage, I can write off a tax deduction because it's seen as, you know, something, it's, it's a foundation. So I want you to literally look at every single athlete on the planet Earth right now that is a part of a, is affiliated with some sort of uh, cause. And I'm not saying that they're scumbags because I would do the same thing. So if I'm one of those scumbags to you, then so be it. But yes, it is a tax deduction. So in a lot of cases, you can have it as a write-off and you get that money right back. Yes, I said it. Technically smart. Is it kind? Does it does it disparage what your actual goal is to help the kids or help whatever your foundation is? Hey, like I said, that is up for you to debate. Another thing that we kind of you know are moving towards is hey, we just went through a whole bunch of really scummy situations. Let's go to some good. If you guys remember X amount of years ago, I'm gonna say what uh, 2015 or 16. I think it was 16. Was it 16 or 17? It was 17, excuse me. Uh, when uh, the flooding in, in Houston, Texas had occurred, I believe. I can't remember what hurricane it was. But anyway, J.J. Watt, and within X amount of, I think it was eight days, nine days, raised $41 million. That's a lot of money to raise. That's awesome. Okay? Very admirable. And, of course, because it's Mother Nature, we have no bearings as to when she comes, and when she comes, she destroys everything when she wants to, but to be able to raise that much money, obviously, you could tell that that was something where nobody's going to question what his intent was because people needed resources, so that was an awesome one. Um, I think it was Hurricane Harvey. That that was it. Thank you. Um, another one. Have you guys ever heard of the foundation called the Chris Long Foundation called Water Boys? 
this is freaking awesome. Water Boys uh, was started by Chris Long, who played 11 years in the NFL. He was the second overall draft pick um, to the St. Louis Rams. Yes, I said St. Louis before they moved to L.A. But anyway, he his last two years, he ended up winning a Super Bowl with the Patriots one year, and then the Eagles... Um, a few years ago, and then he retired. But anyway, he's been, he has this foundation called Water Boys. Water Boys has a very awesome idea. The idea of Water Boys is that they go to places in Africa that do not have clean running water. And what they do is, is through their funding and everything, they're able to provide a service to get them uh, spring wells and stuff to purify the water so that the water is drinkable. That's freaking awesome. A number of uh, athletes have joined this foundation um, and some very notable names as well. Miles Garrett, who just got reinstated back to the NFL. But anyway, it's also expanded into other um, platforms, as well. not platforms, but other sports as well. I believe Michael Brogdon of uh, Indianapolis Pacers, who plays in the NBA, um, he also is a part of it. But it has a number of notable athletes who have made you know, um, who have been very prominent players, dominant players uh, in their profession that have joined the cause as well. So that's a really awesome one as well. We don't talk about this one enough. Um, I had the luxury a few years ago, no, a few years ago, excuse me, a few months ago, of getting to go to New Orleans, Louisiana. And let me tell you, man, first of all, the city is awesome. It is... A, it's literally like Europe in America. It was an amazing experience. I, learned, I saw so much history. It was dope. But anyway, it did not matter if I was walking down the street and there was a coffee shop or if there was a post office or whether it was just a gift shop. I saw Drew Brees jerseys everywhere. Drew Brees, back in the time when Hurricane Katrina had hit, Drew Brees was, you know, Drew Brees was everything to the city. Of course, as we know, what's the most beautiful thing about sports? It's the fact that they unify us better than anything else on this planet. I dare you to argue with me. Yes, everything that sports has that way. Drew Brees um, was awesome. He was awesome and... Integral and and again, when you have a player, he's he's uh the all time leader in uh, passing yards and about to be touchdown passes fairly soon. Um, I believe that. But anyway, he's one of the all time great quarterbacks in National Football League. But he was he decided to stay and just help the city recover from you know from the government standpoint of like what was promised, what didn't get done. And it's a number of things, but anyway, Drew Brees has been integral um, to building but Brees Dreams. Uh, he started that in 2003. Um, and when he was involved, like I said, with all the stuff and the hurricanes, he's helped re uh, uh, revitalizing and restoring uh, childcare projects and facilities in New Orleans. Um, he also, um, has, he, I mean, he's he's a cult hero, pretty much. I, I the the world, uh, the new the city of New Orleans, the state of Louisiana, will will mourn his death um, sometime later, whenever it happens. But that will be a very sad day for the city. But as we know, with some people, how they 
Um, some people we celebrate. We celebrate the moving on from one life to another. But he's a call. He's he's been unbelievable for the city of New Orleans. We'll go to my favorite athlete, and then we'll talk about my all-time favorite athlete, um, Colin Kaepernick. Yes, after he took a knee, and initially, I believe he got white-balled. Yes, I said it. Deal with it. Um, after he was done playing in the NFL, even while he was in the NFL, remember, he had actually been starting to get involved with social activism. One of his big things, his big social activism things was, of course, what he was taking a knee for, and that was police brutality against people of color. And, of course, uh, social injustice. That being said, he started, or not started, but he was a part of uh, the Know Your Rights, the Know Your Rights campaign. And he has donated uh, over $400,000 of his own money. He also donated a million dollars while he was still playing um, to the Know Your Rights Foundation. Again, whether you agree with his uh, politics or whatever, when you give your money and put your money where your mouth is, it should say something about the person. It is what it is, right? So he was able to use his platform at that point in time. And again, whether you agree with it or not, look, man, um, admirable work is admirable work, regardless of whether you agree with the function of how he gets to the how he got to the end goal. But the one who takes the cake, and this is not technically about ranking who's done what or whatever, but LeBron James started a freaking school. Okay, now I know Jalen Rose had done it before, but in this particular case, you know, LeBron James in the I Promise School, man, oh man, wow. Um, what an ambassador for the world, not just sports. So LeBron James has has started a school in which kids who are qualified kids who qualify academically are able to go to Akron. University, that's you know where he's originally from, Akron, Ohio. Um, he is able to give eleven hundred students the opportunity to go to college on his dime. So literally, instead of them having to pay, because as we know, college is freaking expensive and it sucks. Um, but LeBron has paid. Uh, not only he's hired a whole staff and everything, but it was something he had been working on for years upon years, and just was able to. Um, officially get it jump started i believe two years ago i mean that's that's amazing so to any of you aspiring athletes out there to do something like that i mean you got to have a vision you have to have a support team um but more more importantly you have to understand that like the world is watching when you bring those things out to the open light and if you're not fully committed um and you and you it, it will look and reflect so poorly that unfortunately you lose you lose so many people uh, in the process of your failure. That's just that's just the, the truth of it. But the I Promise School is one of the dopest things I've ever seen from any athlete anywhere. It's an awesome thing. Now, there's another question that might come from this, and that is, where does the money go to? Depending on what we're talking about, that is a very wide variety. So when you're doing cancer research, right? I mean, those who donate money to you could American Cancer Society or whatever, that research, of course, helps with breakthroughs. So right now, God rest his soul of all of those who have lost their lives so far from the coronavirus. But 
looking for cures, for example, cancer, things of that nature, those are things that, and that's where that money goes to, to that research. You can pay for guest speakers. So when I get a foundation started, yes, I will funnel, not funnel, but I get some of that to get some a more prominent um, athlete, prominent speaker or whatever to come. You need money to do that. Um, my mother always said, if you're really good at something, you never do it for free. So you have to make sure that you know where the money's going. Also facilities. You might actually see like a, a, not a like a office building that is up for sale. You know, that's where the, it, everything has to kind of start from ground up, especially when you don't really, really know from the very beginning how you're going to get to your end goal. So that's where the money a lot of times is going to be geared towards. Um, but along the line, again, if you're making sure you're a part of every single part of the process, then it look, it, you just want to make sure that you are as genuine as, as you believe yourself to be. Don't phony, don't be phony when it comes to, like I said, the activism side of things. And then fundraisers. Fundraisers, again, I was mentioned that earlier, but those fundraisers, again, those are other ways you, you know, you're adding money to something or whatever. And of course, if I'm giving my money, investing money, as you know, those in business, is you want to know where it's going. So, like I said, it could be research, it could be guest speakers, facilities. Um, other amenities that we may be that I'm probably missing right now, but like just know that about these things, okay? In closing, I'm just gonna ask a few questions and just make sure this is again for for all the athletes out there that are looking to get into, um, you know, a form of activism. And again, the activism is not always pointing the finger at the man and saying "suck it," you know, stick it to him or whatever. It could be it's a very wide variety. It could be bullying. It could be um, could be suicide awareness. I mean, there's so many things that you can get involved in. But think about this. There are a few things I want you to think about. Number one, do you actually care about what you're supporting? And I mean that like legitimately, do you actually care? Number two, honestly, I think this should have been number one or maybe the last point, but is the foundation legit? And I mean, as in you also, you guys all know that if you go into business with somebody who has a terrible reputation, it rubs off on you, even though you don't, you weren't a part of what made that person a scumbag in business. So just make sure you understand that. Is the foundation legit? And a cause, you have to understand about a cause, is that it's ongoing. So it's going to be there even after you retire, get hurt, stop playing, okay? So just understand that you need to be supporting it. And it's not really a question, but you know, you want to support whatever the cause is, even when your career is over. You know, it looks, let, let me just tell you, since again, social media and such is all about optics, it looks really bad. It would have looked even worse, right? Had my I had my guy cap, right? Done all of that, put the money towards it, and then all of a sudden, I'm not playing anymore and stop caring about it. It would have looked even worse. It would have looked terrible, right? But at least there's that level of consistency where whatever these guys are doing, LeBron James and more than the athlete, has inspired so many people to, again, step more and more outside of what people know you as basketball player, football player, baseball player, hockey player, 
um, tennis player, whatever. So just keep those things all in mind as you continue to, like I said, diversify your portfolio. That people understand that I have depth, that there's a number of things that I really, really care about. And that at the end of the day, it is so incredibly important that people know that without a shadow of a doubt, you cannot point back to anything I've ever done and say, he's not completely committed to this. He does not care about this. He does not care about that. He only cares about himself. She only cares about herself. Um, because like I said, social media is a facade. So however you're able to best get that message out there that I do truly genuinely care about these things, is it works to your benefit. Special thank you to all of you um, for listening to me. Um, last little fact of the day. Just remember that post-career for NBA players, 60% of them go broke. 78% of NFL players go broke within two years of the end of their career. Live within your means, but more than anything, understand that you're making the amount of money that a doctor would make over the course of 50 years, you're making in about 10, depending on how long your career. The decisions you make um, in that span of time, they have long-lasting effect. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Get in contact with me, Instagram, Twitter, at J-O-V-I-N-A-T-I-O-N 23. So that's at Jovi Nation. And then email, peaceofmind2327 at gmail.com. This is Jovan Miller. You just listen to the Give It Context podcast.